Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. Hello and welcome to The Games, the podcast of record from The Times, being recorded just a stone's throw from the Olympic Park in East London, where we have just witnessed an incredible opening ceremony. I'm Chris Skinner, and I'm about to get the reaction from Times columnist Giles Smith. I'll also talk to Craig Lord about the swimming which starts later today, and Mike Atherton about the archery at Lord's. I'm joined now uh, by Joel Smith, who is the Times Olympics TV columnist. Uh, we have just finished watching the opening ceremony. We're, t- we're talking now early into Saturday morning. Uh, Giles, what did you make of that? Oh, well, I, I'm still a bit stunned, actually. I mean, partly the, the, the hour of the morning, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure it was meant to run on quite as long as it did. Um, but uh, it, was, it was fantastic. And in fact, in, in many ways, some of the best bits were right at the end. For, for, you know, if, if, you, if you hung on, I, th- I thought to, it seemed to get sort of more and more beautiful and more and more moving towards the end, um, you know, culminating in that astonishing cauldron, which uh, really was moving and, and, and impossible to work out while it was happening, what was going on. On. And then to see it sort of come together like that, and, and I was also I was slightly out of um, out of sorts about where it was in the stadium at the time it was lit. Yes. Somewhere in the centre, yes. But it can't sit there forever, can no, it? No, well, the be... javelin will have problems, won't yeah. it? <laughs> they must have to wheel it out to one side at some point, yeah. um, and raise it above the roof. But it was no, it was staggering. Um, the uh, the, the ceremony itself before the athletes all marched in has, has taken on the status of a sort of dream for me now. I, I feel I saw some things, um, but, um, but you know, it has that sort of strange, uh, something that happened in the middle of the night that I, I can't quite recall. I mean, there were, were there Mary Poppinses and Dementors on the pitch at the same time and it was all kind of extraordinary <laughs> yeah it was i mean the, the queen although she probably didn't really jumped out of a helicopter <laughs> yes i've got a feeling although it's only a hunch that that might have been a body double do you but, think um, then again in the diamond jubilee year um it, it would perhaps uh, crown everything <laughs> um, I thought the soundtrack w- was the best thing about it. I think they got the, um, the 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 tone right. I thought I thought the mu- the music started very pastoral and it built into this industrial sound and then this very sort of pop dancey sound and then it was you know the ambient sounds towards the end. I, I thought I thought that was possibly like the the best choreographed part of the evening. Yes, I did as well. I really enjoyed that pop medley halfway through. I thought that was great and yeah. really sort of good choice of stuff. Um, but absolutely, the piece of music as the um, as the the, the 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 bikes with the wings yes. entered around, 
and, and there were people that went in singing. I don't even really know who they were. It looked like it might have been the guy from Keene, or, or, but I might be completely wrong about that. But there was just, just this great piece of music going on. And, and, and while the young athletes were, were, were circulating with the, with the torches that Redgrave had provided, I liked that whole ending. I thought it was fantastic. And I liked the fact that, you know, for all that everyone has been talking all the way along about who was going to light the flame, I mean, it didn't really work out like that. You know, the, no. the flame was born into the arena by Redgrave, and then it just became about something else completely. Um, and it didn't just become about one person. I thought that was fantastic. And as yeah. you say, the music that accompanied that was really sensational. Yeah, good night for the bookies, having uh, no, no name uh, uh, lighting the flame. I want to ask you briefly on, um, we had Hugh Edwards, we had Hazel Irvine and Trevor Nelson delivering the main commentary on the, on the TV broadcast. How did you think they got on? Well, I thought there was possibly one too many people in the commentary box, um, and I thought that one too many person was possibly Trevor Nelson. But um, it, it seemed as I could see what they were trying to do because you know Hugh Edwards is obviously very kind of imposing and sonorous, and is there to add gravity and balance. He talked and, about the countries at war quite a lot, didn't he? Yes, he did, and and you you know you definitely felt you were in the hands of someone who. Um, who knew what they were talking about in, in the world. And then, and then Hazel was a very nice counter, counterpart to that. Yeah. I thought it was there, there to kind of keep it, keep it light. And, um, and she was great, but I couldn't quite work out what, where, where Trevor was coming from a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, Giles, thank you so much uh, for that. Um, I'm going to have to leave you be now, because otherwise we're not going to wake in time for tomorrow's activities. I know, I think they've already started. <laughs> they're, they're in the swimming pool now. Yeah, I think that was the opening slash closing ceremony. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for your time. Pleasure. I'm joined now by Craig Lord, who asked me to introduce him as the Emperor of the Times, but swimming correspondent is important <laughs> enough as far as we're concerned. Uh, Craig, you're our man in the pool for both the diving and the swimming. Uh, l- let's start with the swimming, which starts tomorrow. And I guess all the talk is of, of, of Hannah Miley in the 400-metre medley. Yeah, that's right. Um, H- Hannah's a hard-working Scot who lives up in the fringe there in uh, Aberdeenshire, and she uh, she's um, you know she trains in very difficult conditions, 25 meter pools. Um, sometimes the pool's empty when she gets there, and she has to sort of get in her car and go and seek another pool and stuff like that. So she's she's done it against the odds, and she likes that. She says it makes her tough. Uh, for the armchair fan, uh, of which there will be many watching a swim race for the first time, or the first time in four years maybe, d- describe the medley race. I mean, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, um, it's a roller coaster because uh, people have different we- weaknesses and strengths. It starts with butterfly, the, 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 most, uh, the, the, the stroke that's perceived as the toughest. Uh, then they go into backstroke, and then they turn into breaststroke, and then they do freestyle or front crawl, as some people will know it. Who stands in her way? Are we really looking at a gold medal prospect here? We are potentially, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 key person she's got to get past is, is called Elizabeth Beisel. She's American. She trains with Gemma Spofforth, our own Brit, over in Florida at the Gators there at University of um, Florida. And uh, she's tough. She's very tough. She won the world title last year about two seconds ahead of Hannah, who got the silver. 
And what about Sunday? What what uh, medal prospects are there in the pool on Sunday? Well, it's pretty big on Sunday. It's the first um, of Rebecca Adlington's uh, defences from Beijing. So she goes first in the 400 metres freestyle on Sunday. Um, that's the toughest of the two, in a sense. They're both tough. Obviously, no one wins an Olympic title easily. But the 400 metres was sort of, if you like, a fluke. In uh, <laughs> Not that she's not world-class, but she tactically did destroyed her opposition in Beijing by slowing the race down. They're not going to fall for that again. Um, it's going to be very, very hard to, to, to win that one again. Um, she's, she's up against Federica Pellegrini from Italy and Camille Muffa of France and, and they're, uh, they're animals. You know, they're, they're, they're much faster over 200 metres than Becky and if they don't, uh, you know, go slowly out and so on, it will be very difficult for Becky to, um, to get back. But later in the week, then on the Friday, it's the 800 metres and she's the definitive um, favourite for that world record holder and, um, you know, going to have gold. Pellegrini is some character, actually, isn't she? She's as, as likely she to is. be seen out of a swimsuit as in it. <laughs> she is. She's, uh, she was asked, uh, her boyfriend, Filippo Magnini, was asked whether they would abstain from sex before the Olympics, to which he said, yes, they would probably have to, to which she said, what, are you mad? <laughs> um, so uh, she's, uh, she's a game girl. I'm joined now by Mike Atherton. Mike, you were at the first day of the archery yesterday. Now, now Lords is one of those great sporting arenas. How, how does it shape up as an Olympic venue? Well, it looked good, uh, apart from the fact that there are no spectators in. That's uh, another story. No Slightly spectators. controversially as well, I hear. Yes, the, it, it seems to the, the controversy is about the use of the word use of the word unticketed. Uh, <laughs> the literature had this event as an unticketed event, the ranking event. Um, which some people took, understandably, to mean that they could just turn up and come in, that they didn't need a ticket for it. Um, Lockhog and the organisers obviously say that meant that uh, no spectators were allowed. Yeah. So it was completely empty, Lords, bar the competitors themselves, a few people from Lockhog knocking around, and then one or two journos. Um, so there wasn't much of an atmosphere. Um, but I think uh, when the main, you know, when the when the main events start to happen, when the medal events start to happen, and there'll be a good six or seven thousand in in those stands, it will look quite spectacular, actually. And you got to see a world record as well. We did. We got to see two actually in the first couple of hours. Uh, Im Dong Hyun, the uh, amazingly partially sighted. South Korean archer broke his own world record in the individual ranking event, broke that by three points. Uh, but he was closely followed by two of his compatriots, so no surprise that the South Koreans went on to win the team uh, ranking event as well and set uh, a new world record by 18 points in that. Uh, I mean, they've dominated archery uh, for a long time. It's no surprise. Uh, the conditions were perfect, actually. Those who know their archery uh, say the conditions were perfect, there was barely a breath of wind, it was very still, uh, and therefore good conditions to break those world records. They reckon when they get on the main ground, where the wind starts to swirl around the stadium a bit more, it might not be quite so easy. Now, now you're, you're, this is not uh, a primary sport that you focus on, but you, you mentioned the, the wind conditions there. F- for the armchair fan who will be catching it for the first time later on today, have you, have you picked up any little things that we should be looking out for? Well, it, there'll be, it'll be more of an event today. There'll be people there, there'll be an atmosphere. The archers will almost be shooting against each other rather than many of them in a ranking event. And it will count for something because it's, it start, we get into the knockout stages. 
and they've been training for hours upon hours. They reckon the archers actually, on pure hours, put in more time than anybody else in terms of their training. You're talking seven or eight hours a day. Um, and that's what this is really about. So don't uh, go there and expect, you know, a rip-roaring spectacle, uh, but there'll be just be a kind of quiet pursuit of a, a perfection, which is interesting in itself. And what of the Brits then? Any middle hopes there? Well, Larry Godfrey had a really good day today. He came fourth, which was a better-than-expected result, I think, and, and posted a personal best and thinks he can go... Uh, better than that and get in the medals, it would be a surprise. I think most people expect the South Koreans to dominate, and he said in the press conference today because three South Koreans finished ahead of him, the bloody South Koreans. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he fancied being in the medals without them. But uh, given, uh, apart from him, given the performances today, I think it would be a surprise. Thanks so much to everyone who's been getting in touch using the My Olympics hashtag in Twitter. All dressed in red, white and blue, wearing my London 2012 badge with pride whilst offer appointments in London is one. Kevin Eason from The Times that himself has been in touch saying, Eat your heart out, China. We've got a queen. We've got a bond. Emma Britton, remote, pizza, cup of tea, hashtag My Olympics. And Sarah Vile, remote, takeaway, bottle of bubbly, hashtag My Olympics. Please send your thoughts over and we'll read as many as we can on tomorrow's programme. Now, if you listen to this on the Times iPad app, you can also get the programme as an MP3 via iTunes. And if you listen via iTunes, you can get the show on our iPad app, where it comes with some amazing accompanying images relevant to all the topics we cover. If you aren't yet a Times subscriber, go to timespacks.co.uk, where there are various excellent offers to suit your reading habits. Throughout the Olympic Games, the Times iPad edition will be updating at 5am, 5pm and 10.30pm, so you can get the latest news and reviews as they break in the day. Enjoy the first official day's play. It's been a fantastic start. Bye-bye.